always investing in people who are ahead of you. So I think it's okay to outgrow mentors. It's okay to buy into courses, buy into things, but always be intentional about what it is that you're doing. You are listening to Jillian Murphy, the sales queen who works with online coaches to help them sell their offers. In 2021, she did 400,000 in revenue in a new space with no sales calls and no fancy systems. She even broke a record of hitting six figures in one month. In this episode, we talk about how to build a multiple six-figure online business from scratch, what not to do in sales, what mindset you need when your corporate job gets eliminated. This episode will inspire you as she talks about the one secret to building her business all while using a whiteboard, pen, and paper. So the question is, how do entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts scale to create a massive business all while having fun and impacting lives? Welcome to The Raquel Show. I'm your host, Raquel Quinette, business coach, real estate entrepreneur, investor, wife, and sports mom. This podcast will give you real quick tips, strategies, tools, and inspire you to help you play bigger in business and in life. Are you ready? Let's grow to the next level. Welcome to The Raquel Show. Has there ever been a time where you felt like you were given no option and you look back and go, that was the best thing that happened to me? My guest today is someone who pivoted after a situation and scaled her business in a short period of time while learning a totally new space. Her grit, her focus during challenging times helped her hit a big milestone of generating six figures in one month in less than a year as an online coach. Today, my special guest is going to share some key tips to massive growth. Welcome to the show, Jillian Murphy. What's up? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm excited that you're here. So I met this dynamic woman in a mastermind and was incredibly amazed by her action-taking attitude. So let's just start off with What do you do today? And walk us through a little bit of your journey in a really quick snapshot. Yeah, absolutely. So as of today, I am a sales and business mentor for online coaches um, that are looking to, you know, grow their business. So I work with people who are just starting out and then looking to obviously grow their income more. And we do that through sales. I spent 22 years in the corporate sales space. Love it. And so you actually spent 22 years. How did you leave that and then go into this new space? Yep. So I left it abruptly, (laughs) left it like many of us probably did. It was not a choice during the pandemic. I was in a corporate career for 22 years and they cut from the top down as many, many large corporations did during the pandemic. And I quickly, very, very quickly had to shift into a very unknown space. And that space was the online space. And I knew that I had a God-given talent And I knew that I had a skill set that others could use. So I rolled up my sleeve and got in and learned skills, hired the right coaches, hired the right mentors, and, you know, was successful quickly. But it wasn't, again, without a lot of grit, a lot of determination, and again, without hiring the right people. So that's really interesting that you bring that up because 
Oftentimes when people lose their job, the last thing they want to do is go spend more money, Mm -hmm. especially not knowing what their future looks like. How did you have the mindset to say, Hey, something happened. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go invest to learn this so that I can go teach people. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I lost my corporate job on a Tuesday and I hired my first business coach. I didn't even know what a online business coach was on a Friday. And at that point, $5,000 was my first business investment, which looking back was, you know, a very small investment based on what I've spent in the last year. But $5,000 was huge to me. Again, not only just coming from the space of never investing in a business coach, but of just losing her job. But I knew that this person had just done it. This person had already accomplished what I wanted to get to. And I didn't have time to figure it out on my own. Could I Google it? Yes. Could I read the books? Yes. Could I try to pin things together? Yes. Could I throw spaghetti against the wall? Yes. Or could I hire someone that just did it that would save me time, energy, and probably money and a lot of mistakes? That's so good. I think that what you hit on was gold because I think that when you can find somebody with experience, it collapses the time that you get there to reach your success and your goals, as well as, you know, avoid the mistakes that you could have done by Googling. Cause when we Google, we don't hear always the mistakes. Absolutely. So you hire this coach, you scale, you figure some things out. What would you say has been one of your key secrets to massive growth, because there's a lot of people that enter the online space, even mm-hmm. people in our mastermind yep. that didn't quite have the success that you're having even today. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have left and got jobs, actually. Mm-hmm. I would say probably, actually not probably, the thing that I believe set me apart from a lot of other people and not necessarily people in the mastermind, but just people in general was I built community first, then I created what was needed. And I see this so often, you know, now having a coach almost 200 people in the last year and a half, I see this all the time. People come to me and they have these amazing programs, these amazing products, these amazing services, these amazing digital courses. And I say, amazing. Tell me about your audience. And they're like, oh, I don't really have an audience, but I have this amazing program and I want to sell it. If you build community first, you will always have a pool to go back to, not only just to sell, but to ask them what they want. What do you need? What are you willing to pay? What's the next offer that you want? So I did things like that. And I lost my corporate job. I had no money coming in and I built community for four months. So I built community for four months. I was investing and I had no money coming in, but I did it first so that when I did have my first launch, I had hundreds of people that were warmed up to me that were dying to buy from me. And they did. That's so smart because I think that sometimes your skill level and talent is not enough when you've got an amazing offer, amazing program, but you have no one to sell it to. Absolutely. And people can teach you how to DM, but if you got no community, you got no one to DM, right? It's so true. I tell people this all the time. You can come to me for sales help all you want, but if if the right people are not watching your stories or the right people aren't engaging in your content, I can't even help you sell it. Like that's even beyond me. You have to get the right people watching it first that are warmed up to you. Then you sell it. Yeah. Love that. And so how does somebody build community 
or make it like they might have a community and it may not necessarily be thriving. How would you say, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to build a community? Cause I believe that community, especially seeing your growth is like, that's been your key to success. Mm -hmm. That's been the one thing that separates you from any other online coach is the way you build community. So I'd love to hear, and I'm sure the audience would love to hear what you do to build community. So thank you for that. I would say a couple of things that I do is it's not my like, so for example, I have a Facebook group, which is my, I love my Facebook group, but it's not my Facebook group. It's a community group. So I encourage people to talk in there, to share their offers in there. What is it that they need? I go into a lot of Facebook groups and I'll scroll it and it'll look like their Facebook, right? It's their picture. It's them talking about their success. It's them talking about their offers. I create and curate a community where everyone's talking. So I think that was one of the biggest things was I created a group that a lot of coaches come to because they're getting support there. They're getting what they need from there. It's not just Jillian Murphy's group. The next thing that I did was I took my community offline. So I created events and it took time for me to kind of figure out what worked. I did a a wine night once and like five people showed up and like one was my mom. Then I did like a book club and it didn't really hit well. Then I started doing these Sunday morning coffee chats and that was gold. So for the first 18 months, I did a coffee chat every single Sunday. And what I did was I took people offline and brought them one step closer. And again, it's not Jill's coffee chat. I just facilitate it. I just run it. But people are in community. They're they're talking. I mean, we had one yesterday and a girl had just left an abusive uh, marriage People were crying on the call. They were talking. And I sat back and I was like, this is so much more than a business networking call. They are literally building family on this call. And guess what? When they need someone for mindset or business or taxes or investing or sales, they're going to look right inside of this community. So what happens is they don't look elsewhere. They continuously buy from each other in this community. Oh my gosh, that's so gold. And I love it because... Like I said, I've seen Jillian build this community, like not only in this Facebook group, but also offline. And I think that you bring up a really good point because you narrowed in to what actually work. And what happens often is we get distracted of what we think might work. And you said something earlier where it's like, I can't even help you if you don't even have an audience. Mm -hmm. but yet you're a sales coach. And we also know that like you could have the best offer, but if you can't create sales, there's no revenue in your business. Right. What decided you to go and really focus in just on sales and building community versus all the other things that could come along with sales, like scaling, like systems, all kinds of stuff. Well, one, I think make the one thing, the one thing. So I'm really big of being known for that one thing, taking up that mental real estate in somebody's head of what it is that you do. And what is your zone of genius? The reason I help people and the reason that people get such good results is because I stay in my zone of genius, right? Like you just talked about scaling. That's not my zone of genius. You want to scale your business? Go see Raquel. If you want someone for systems, definitely don't hire me. I'm not your systems girl, right? So what you want to do is you want to stick to the one thing that you're really good at. You can see you laughing on the call. You stick to the one thing that you're really good at because then you're going to get people the right results. And I think what happens is people come into this space and they want to be like an all-in-one business coach. I don't want to be an all-in-one business coach. I want to be a specialist because a couple of things happen when you're a specialist. You get the right people. 
you fix the problem and people pay top dollar for specialists versus a generalist. So I never wanted to be a generalist. I always wanted to be a specialist. Oh my gosh, this is so good. And speaking of, because this woman that you're listening to has massively grown her business and it's going to continue to grow her business. But what I am actually amazed by is her systems. And I want to bring this home because sometimes we all think that we need the perfect systems for us to even make money or scale our business to multiple six to sevens to even eights. And I want you to just quickly share, because you stayed in your one thing, you believed in it so much. I want to sh- like, I want you to share your process of your system. Yeah. So my process of my systems is I don't have a system. <laughs> so you have I a don't. system. It's not yeah. like a system that people would think that it was a system that yes. I want you to share it. Yeah. So I just, I just shared this in an Instagram post recently. You know, I just had a massive milestone in my business, which I'm so humbly, humbly excited about. But I don't have a website. I don't have a sales page. I don't have any sort of funnel. I've never ran an ad. I don't have anyone running my social media. I just completely shut down my Instagram and started a brand new page. So I went from 15,000 followers to like, I think I have like 700 now. So now I'm trying to sell people on the fact that I'm an amazing business coach. And they're like, you have like a couple hundred followers. But I didn't, I didn't worry about anything other than just serving people. So I see a lot of people spending all of this time on branding and websites and those things are amazing. Yes, they're absolutely amazing, but I have grown an amazing business, honest to God, off of a whiteboard, a notebook, a Zoom link, and a paper planner. Like that is literally it. Raquel was my coach for a year. And trust me, the paper planner, I'm sure made her crazy because I miss calls and all kinds of things, but that's literally the system that I have and it has worked. So the system needs to be focusing on heartbeats and humans before anything else. That system will pay you off over and over and over. Yeah. Get your foundation to your zone of genius, to what you feel comfortable with, and then start tweaking. And that's how you start scaling is you start tweaking what's working and what's not working or what's going to make you more money or be more efficient. But I wanted you guys to hear that this woman built a business, a massive business last year all off a whiteboard, paper planner, right? Notebook and a pen. Yeah. Not a computer, not a funnel, not an ad. Mm -mm. So that's what I love about this woman is like, she is so real when it comes to, and if you, and I'll, I'll ask her to share her handle like later on when it comes to her systems. And thank you for that. Because I mean, people even message me in the DMS and they're like, you know, I'd, I'd love to visit your website or can you send me your sales page on how to work for you? And I'm like, I don't have one. What do you need? How can I serve you? Let's let's create an offer that makes sense. So yeah, don't even spend time doing all these other things. Just ask your audience what they need and create an offer and serve your people. So I love that. Like it's serve the crap out of your community. Know what the heartbeat is. Know what like moves the needle in your business and then get fancy, yeah. right? So what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned in your business so far? Mm. I would say the biggest lesson that I have learned in my business, probably a couple. One is always investing in people who are ahead of you. So I think it's okay to outgrow mentors. It's okay to buy into courses, buy into things, but always be intentional about what it is that you're doing. And always ask yourself, like, who's pouring into your mentors? 
So those are, those are like two big things for sure. And then another thing, which Raquel and I worked a lot on with my own mindset is staying in your own lane and not comparing yourself to everyone else that's out there because everyone's building a business. And you probably think if you're listening to this, that you have to build it like everybody else out there. I need a podcast, right? Like even when Raquel created a podcast, I was like, maybe I need a podcast now. And then I was like, no, you don't need a podcast. So like do your own business in what works for you because just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean that that's how your business has to run or that that's how your clients want to be led. Mic drop moment. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I think that people think there's only one way to build yeah. a business. And what you have just said is that whatever is out there, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what your clients want. <laughs> and even when you see it on social media, doesn't necessarily mean that it's all put together either. No, because on the back end and underneath that hood is like, there's a lot of things that are not put together and there's a it's lot so, of different gaps. It's so true. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go on like the reels, reels kick right now. Everybody yes. and their brother thinks they need to be doing reels. I mean, people are telling me every day, you need to be doing reels, you need to be doing reels. I'm like, nobody has ever watched a reel of mine and slid into my DM and asked to buy something ever. So I'm not doing reels. Is it, is it getting me more followers? Sure. Is it getting me more views? Sure. But I'm not doing reels just because everybody says I need to do reels. I'm doing what works for me. That's hanging out in my Facebook group. That's getting on my Instagram stories, right? So it's just because everyone's doing something and you think you have to be doing it. What works in your business? That's what you need to be focused on. Yes. Oh my gosh. Shout it from the rooftop is look at your business, see what worked and go double down on that before trying a new bright and shiny object. Cause somebody that you saw you think is, has a massive business is doing that. Right. Yeah. And I think we get caught up in let's go do this. Let's go do that. And really we look up and we're like, that didn't help my business. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that you're paying attention to that because I think a lot of people nowadays, especially in the online space or that are running the business online is there's all these new changes with algorithms. And we think, oh, we need to test out live. We need to test out now these Facebook shops because we get higher quality, like higher rankings and those people are going to buy. But really what happened in your journey that caused people to work with you? Is Absolutely. A magic question. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to somebody when, cause you talked about investing. What advice would you give to somebody when it comes to investing in themselves, even when you're afraid or how do you determine? Cause you, you said a couple of things about like, make sure it's right for you. What would be some advice or questions that you would determine? Like, that's the right thing that I should invest in. Well, a couple of things is the person that you're looking to invest in, do some research on them. Like, like, what have they done offline? What have they done online? So me personally, one of the things that I always say is I'm going to work with a business mentor. I'm going to invest in people that have built businesses online and offline, because I'm going to be honest, anyone can come to this online space and make a million dollars quickly or half a million dollars quickly. But what is their actual skill set? So that's one thing that I always say is like, what have they done offline? Because I want to make sure I'm also learning skills for the real world. Who is pouring into their coaches? That's another question that I always ask myself. And then three is what is like their strategy and does it align with what it is that you're doing? So for an example, if you were trying to build a business and you hired a mentor that was doing all sorts of maybe ads or funnels or all these things, and you could not do that type of thing in your business, that may or may not be the right coach for you. 
So it's always about looking and seeing where you are right now in your business and making sure it makes sense. And trust me, every investment is scary. Every investment I made is scary from a $5,000 investment to a $10,000 investment to 15, 20, $30,000 investments. It doesn't ever get easier, but the outcome always, always outweighs it if you do your research. Have I made some shitty investments? Yes. Have I bought some shitty courses? Yes. And it's because I had shiny object syndrome each and every time. And I fell for marketing. And then I was like, well, I didn't do my research on it. So do your research, look at the right people, see where they're going and say, I want a front row seat to where they're going. Sign me up. Mm, So good. And you also talk about like doing things scared. I mean, we got to share uh, an amazing trip in Turks and I'll never forget like how uncomfortable and had no idea, right? We all are uncomfortable, but like you actually really talk about like doing things, even if it frightens you, even to your community. Mm -hmm. Let's chat about that. Yeah. So um, I was fortunate enough to go on the retreat to Turks and Caicos and it was an amazing trip, but I suffer from massive anxiety. I suffer from anxiety being around people I don't know. I suffer from being anxiety being out of the country. I suffer from being anxiety from traveling. I suffer from anxiety flying. There are so many things and I did it scared and I made an investment, which was, you know, a large investment, not only to go, but to be around people that I didn't know and to all of these things. And It is about growing. And if we continue to not do things because we are scared or we are fearful or we're in anxiety, we're going to miss out on things. And, you know, were there times on the trip that I was anxious? A lot of it. But do I look back and was that one of the best trips I ever went on? Absolutely. So, yeah, it is about doing it scared. And if we're not scared, that usually means like Raquel's favorite word is like you're not playing big enough. So when you are scared, that's like usually the time that you're like, all right, this is when the magic's about to happen. Yeah, that is when growth really happens. And thank you for saying that. So there's a lot of people that are scared about sales, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. And you, this is your zone of genius. So what would you say would be like the top three mistakes people do when it comes to sales? Number one is they don't talk about what they're selling enough or ever. So they have this amazing program, this amazing product, and they're never talking about it. Like you should be so energetically excited about what you're doing that you want to shout it from the rooftop. So number one is you're not talking about it. Imagine if you had a coffee shop and you never had a for sale or never had an open sign in the window. That's exactly what you're doing when you were on social media, not talking about your services. Another thing is not asking your audience what it is that they want. So you are selling and you feel like you're being salesy and you feel like you're convincing and you feel like you're being pushy. It's because you haven't done any market research around what it is that it is that you are actually selling. And then I think the third biggest mistake that I see around sales is we make it about us. Like I got to sell my program. I got to sell my course. I got to sell my network marketing products. I got to sell the shampoo. I got to sell. I got to sell. I got to sell. Your audience doesn't care. I was on a call today with somebody and she got on the call and she was like, I have to sell 20 courses in February. And I said, I am not the coach for you. I'm not the coach for you because I cannot work in that type of energy because that is like the worst energy to be in when you have to sell something. Yeah. So those are what I would say like the three biggest things. Now, how do you flip that around? Be so excited about what you're talking about that people are magnets to you because you are so excited. Be so sold on what it is that you're talking about that people are like, I want what you want because people are paying to be in your energy. There's a lot of sales coaches out there. I guarantee a lot of people hire me because they're like, I want to be in her energy. Like whatever that is, I want to, I want to be in that. 
that's what they're drawn to. And then third, if you are in that mindset of scarcity, do some work around that. Do some journaling, some meditation, all that woo stuff, whatever you got to do to move through that because your audience can feel it. I'm not a huge woo person, but there's a massive amount of energetics that comes around and your audience can feel when you are coming from a place of scarcity versus a place of like, I have amazing stuff. Would you like to buy it? So beautifully said. And now as we talk about and kind of like wrap up, you know, you talked about like playing bigger and you've had some massive goals. You've accomplished so much in such a short period of time. What is one thing that Jillian does to play bigger? Surround myself with people that are playing bigger, even when it's scary. I would say Mm -hmm. that that would be the one thing, because I think as we grow and we play bigger, we want to be like the popular girl or the, the, the one that's doing all the big things. And what I learned last year is I never want to be the one in the room that's making the most amount of money or having the best business or growing the most. So the way that I get grow bigger, I said get bigger. I don't want to get bigger. The way that I grow bigger <laughs> is always putting myself in the room where I'm actually one of the smallest because that's how I will continue to grow. So good. I just told somebody, I want to be the least impressive in the rooms that I go into this year. Absolutely. (laughs) And they were like, really? And I said, yes, I definitely don't want to be the biggest business or the biggest thinker, you know, because you grow and you expand so much in those rooms. So you've shared so many different nuggets. Where can people connect with you? Absolutely. So come find me on the gram. I live there the Jillian Murphy. I would love to connect with you. Slide into my DMs. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I want to connect with you. If you are a friend of Raquel's, you are now a friend of mine. Yeah. Coming out in my Facebook group, it's called Good to Gold Sales. I'd love to invite you into any of my coffee chats every Sunday morning. It's a great place to network. And again, Raquel, thank you so much for having me. It was so great to be here today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Please connect with Jillian on Instagram or in her Facebook group. She's on fire in that group. I just told her right before this interview that like her Facebook group is fire as well as her text message. So if you get the opportunity to actually get her number to text her, and we'll probably put it in the show notes, text her because you will be amazed at what this woman puts out as far as content and tips that are relevant to everybody or where you're at in your business. So thank you so much, Jillian, for hanging out with us today on the show. I appreciate you. I adore you. And if you loved what you hear and got value out of it, please do not forget to tag Jillian Murphy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode and hanging out with me today. If you're loving The Raquel Show and you've gotten value from it for your business or your life, please don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. I'd love to connect with you further, so text me at www.textraquel.com and send me a message. You'll be added to our VIP list for updates and special events we're hosting for our community. I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.